0: Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks Podcast for Man United. I'm your host Matthew and today I'm talking about Manchester United's 2-0 win away in the Champions League against Villarreal 2-0 win, <coughs> uh, which sees Manchester United through to the knockout rounds. I think it's the last 16 uh knockout rounds of the Champions League. Good stuff, good stuff. Um 2-0 win and uh yeah, through to the the knockout rounds of the Champions League, which is what we wanted at the end of the day I'll talk about the performance and whatnot and dive into some things obviously as we go along but that's pretty much what we wanted by the end of this particular game is just to get the win out of the way and get ourselves <clears throat> uh, through to the knockout rounds of the Champions League uh so it's good that we've been able to do that uh we're into a new we're into a new um era of the United Cast now as well because every other, every single game that I have reviewed uh, from August 2019 till now has been uh Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's time at Manchester United. Of course, we're, we're, we've gone past that now. Ole Gunnar has been sacked. I've done the episode on that. I'm not going to talk about that again because I've already done a lengthy episode on that particular situation. Uh, Michael Carrick's first game, will it be his last game? Will it be one of his very few games? Because um, there's been some, some talk about that. And look, I don't think it's going to be a case where Carrick is given like a three-year contract, and we watch that for for three years. I do think he's very much a temporary interim manager. And uh, there were some reports today about Pochettino, and there's been some other names thrown around, but we'll have to wait until something official happens. But for now, Carrick's first game, new era of the United cast, because we're at the, in the post Ollie era, which is exciting for me as well because it gives me something different to a a different person to look at different person to analyze and there is a few uh, interesting things to look at in regards to that Um, I thought that we it's kind of a a weird game a very weird game because we still did a lot of the same mistakes that we have been doing um, because my goodness how many sides was backwards passes was there (laughs) Uh, but what you've got to remember what you had to remember going into this game is essentially all that we've done is you get rid of Ollie, you put Carrick in his place, and then McKenna, Phelan, and apparently Fletcher as well sit in the coaching staff. So you've kind of got the same team, you've just like replaced the leader of the team. Obviously with uh, with Ollie, put Carrick in his place. So there wasn't I wasn't really expecting us to play very differently. I was expecting a little bit difference in terms of, you know, if he picks a slightly different team, which he did. I'll get into that in a minute. And with those, simply put, just with those different players, they would then make different choices because they are different players. Uh, But they're still kind of the same, kind of the same way of playing just with different types of players. So it gave at least something slightly refreshing, something slightly different to... Uh, look at or or look forward to I suppose and we'll see um, because in terms of my guess I don't know if Carrick will be here for Sunday's Chelsea game or if we'll get a new manager before that or after that I have no idea but that Chelsea game is going to be a very big one and it's going to be a very tough game as well because Chelsea are very very good at the moment because they've got a very good team and a very good coaching staff and a very good manager so it all clicks together Um, I don't know if Carrick's going to be in charge for that game. But we shall see. Um, yeah. A few different things with the team. I suppose that's the next thing I want to talk about. Um, uh, Sancho actually playing on the right. That was good to see. I have a lot of good things to say about Sancho. Uh, Ronaldo up front. Teller's swapped out for Luke Shaw. Um, who was actually injured today? So the injured players. Oh he wasn't sw- swapped out for Luke Shaw. Shaw was injured with a head injury. Varane had a muscle injury. Pogba was out. Greenwood was out. And Cavani was out. So I guess it wasn't really like a replacement. But Teller's coming in for uh, sure. Um, So there was only really a couple of major changes then. Which was Martial on the left. Basically for Rashford. Of course Rashford came on later. And Van der Beek starting a game. Can't remember the last time he did. Maybe the West Ham game from about two months or so ago. Whenever that was. But Van der Beek not starting in the pivot. With Fred or McTominay or somebody else. Uh, starting in the number 10 role. Which I don't think we've ever seen him play there before for Man United. Uh, and no Bruno Fernandes. So th- those are a couple of the big differences. And it's something interesting to note about that. That particular midfield selection. Because I, I, I did see on at half time a few people saying like. Van Beek wasn't playing very well. And yeah he did lose a ball a, ball a few times. Here's what I think happened. If you start the game with Bruno at 10. And all the other players still the same. The same thing would have happened. And this just gets... Again it kind of delves back to the main... One of the main problems with this team. Is your spine of the team. Maguire, Lindelof, McTominay, Fred. They're a big problem as a combination. Whether you have both combinations of those. So whether you have just the midfielders that I mentioned or just the two defenders or especially if you have both pairs of those players in the team what that does is no matter who's at at 10 whether it's Pogba, Bruno, Van Der Beek whoever you want, whoever you want to put there the problem that creates is because you have essentially then trying to have three midfielders working together where it's your 10... And then your two pivot players, so you're number six and you number eight. So obviously Fred's supposed to be, yeah. It creates a problem essentially where, um, so the two players that are behind, let's say Bruno or Van der Beek, are relying on that 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 play whoever that player is is relying on the two players behind him to pass the ball through the midfield. Because uh, in, in my eyes. It would have been better. I mean I think Bruno was actually like dropped for today's game. And obviously you can't play Pogba because he was injured. To me if you put. Uh, and I've, I have think I've said this quite a few times probably before. If you put Van Der Beek in the pivot with a CDM. My ideal choice is Matic. So you have Matic and Van Der Beek. And then you have Fred and or McTominay on the bench. Then you have Bruno at 10. It allows your midfield to have more creativity. Because Fred and McTominay. Are not creative midfielders. They do a particular job, which does require them to both be in the team, but it just they don't they don't really offer much going forward. Um, maybe like in moments here and there that they will, but I just think if you look at the if you actually look at the team sheet, right? Let's say you take McTominay out, you put Van der Beek where McTominay is, and you put Bruno at ten. You've then just basically allowed. Um, more link up opportunity play because Van der Beek will link up with Bruno, who who in that scenario would be in front of him. Sancho would be to his right, and we saw how well that worked against Watford. Um, that's how the that's how we, that's one of the ways that we scored against uh, against Watford. Uh, and then you've got Marshall, who I don't think had a great game, but he's like sometimes good at link up play. So you've got that kind of going on what we struggled with today was kind of what we always struggle with and you actually saw it in the first 10 seconds so if we think back to right the beginning of the game I think it was Ronaldo who kicked the ball from the kickoff no it was no it was Vanderbilt because Ronaldo was on the left for some reason he passed it back to Lindelof and Lindelof instantly tried to do a long pass and it went straight out of play that was the first 10 seconds of this game because the main issue that we got is when we try and play the ball through the midfield and you've got Fred and McTominay in the middle, they aren't good at doing that. They've shown it so many times and they showed it again today. Um, apart from sort of with the second goal. But again, it, in moments they can do it, but they they just don't do it consistently enough. It's the consistency problem. Because most of Fred's and McTominay's passes are sideways and backwards because they don't really work the ball forward. Um, unless there's like a ridiculously obvious sort of pass on. So my point is, if you have somebody like Van der Beek in the midfield, it doesn't have to be Van der Beek, it could be Pogba who's in there. Um, But if you do that, you do then have to have quite a good CDM, uh, which is your number six. Uh, In in my eyes, that's supposed to be Fred in this situation, who I think should be Matic. Um, And I know Matic can't play every game, but that's obviously a a different issue with the fact that we didn't go for a CDM in, uh, in the summer. Um, so that's kind of the one thing I noticed was like a lot of people were bashing on Van de Beek for having a, uh, having a bad game and sort of, uh, you know, struggling to get the ball. He basically had the same problem that Bruno's got, which is the two players behind him don't offer him creative help because one player can't do it all on their own. And when you've got a midfield that needs to work the ball like that, you've basically just swapped one player out for another very similar one <clears throat> and left the two players that caused the problem in the midfield. So that's why I thought that that basically happened. So, anyway. Uh, Marshall I didn't think he had a great game. I thought he was a little bit lacklustre. But it could be one of those things with Marshall where, you know, it's, it's funny, isn't it? He scored that goal against Everton, what was it, two months ago or, or so? He scored that goal against Everton, he looked a bit more confident, and then he didn't get played again. Um, and obviously that was a different time with Ollie, all that sort of thing. Um, I think maybe for for players like Van der Beek and Martial... And maybe with Sancho as well. I mean you could argue this about any player. I think they need a bit more of a run of games. Um, which is where the squad rotation is supposed to kind of come in. And well time substitutions. You, you know, ba- balancing your uh, first 11 sort of players and everything. So that's one of the reasons maybe Martial didn't have a particularly great game in, in my eyes. Is he, he hasn't played since that Everton... Oh no, he did. He did come on as a sub against Watford, I think, but that was very brief. I'm talking about like starting games and actually getting, you know, kick, kicking on with a bit of momentum. So, um, but I thought <coughs> I thought Carrick did a, a okay job. You know, he, he even said in his own press conference that he doesn't expect to be there for that long. I don't think that was a bad thing to say. I, was, I think it was a realistic thing to say. I think we're now. It, it, it's a weird situation because it's sort of. You know, we're all calling for the manager for a long time to be to be sacked, and so was I. I'm not going to pretend suddenly that I wasn't. Um, and I was sort of calling for it before the Wolves game, but the Wolves game w- was my sort of tipping point for getting Ollie out. Uh, we did that, but then it's sort of like we're, we're waiting for the next phase of it, which is the proper new manager to come in and kind of kick on with a new coaching staff. That's we? It's sort of like. <laughs> Because the process you're supposed to have happen is a manager leaves and then comes in before your next game, and then you can start kicking on. It's almost like we've done half of that process, and we're, we're, sort, we're sort of in this—we're sort of in this weird limbo point where it's sort of you can't really judge Carrick too much because he also had like two days to prepare for this game. We won the game anyway. It's sort of like okay, the manager that we that we didn't want in the team anymore is gone. Right? You've done that first step. But it's the second step of getting the new manager and the new coaching staff in, which obviously Man United are in the very slow process of doing, which it should have been done by now. Um, but it's sort of like we're in this limbo point where even even <clears throat> even Carrick himself is sort of like I don't expect to be here for long. I'm just I'm just kind of here to do a job. You know, we're not sort of looking at the new manager and thinking right, what are we doing for the next three years? We're sort of looking at the situation, thinking, right, what do we do in two days' time? <laughs> so it it's a bit of a weird limbo state at the moment, because um, then you kind of got you know the the backroom staff kind of hanging around, and it's it's a bit weird. It, it's a bit of a weird situation, and n- none of that is Carrick's fault, really. Like you know, he did the job that he did today. I thought he did okay. Does it mean that we should give, give Carrick a new three-year contract? No, no. Um, he knows he's only here for a few days and it's time to just look at that situation and think. Okay, once we, once we actually have a new manager and a new coaching staff in. Which hopefully sooner rather than later will be, will be better. Uh, you know, there's plenty of days between now and Sunday. Hopefully, I, I I hope it happens before Sunday. But I've got a feeling that it won't. I think it will happen after Sunday. Which will be one of the longest periods of time I've ever seen a team like replace a manager like that's ridiculously slow um I mean Tottenham did it in two days you know we beat them 3-0 they sacked Nuno next day you know next day they sacked Nuno and then the day after that Conte was in it was as quick it was done um but I just hope that we're not really 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 slow with this I mean we've already been really really slow with this but we we shall see it's just a it's a strange time it's an interesting time it's an interesting time to talk about um so, because it's kind of we we we're past a certain old era, but it's just time for it's just sort of waiting for that new thing to happen, and then we can actually judge things properly from there. Because I don't feel like I can even judge Carrick properly as a manager necessarily. I mean, I mean maybe certain things like you know this team selection was interesting. There was a couple of problems with it, but you know at least there was a couple of changes that were, were that were refreshing at least to see. But and I think his subs were made at a decent time as well. You know, 65 minutes, that was good to see. So it was kind of just like a refreshing change. But I think this is Carrick's first ever game as a as a manager. So it's like you can't judge him already. And he's had like two days to prepare for this game. So anyway, that's just kind of my thoughts on the team. Same kind of problems as usual. Those those though I'll just call them the four in the middle. Fred McTominay, Maguire, Lindelof. They need to be changed. Um, pretty, pretty much all of them. Um, so that will be the the interesting point once we do get a new manager, and then we can start properly judging a bit more, you know, like substitution timing, team selections, the way that we play if that's any different, who he drops, you know, if if somebody's playing well, does he keep them in the team? And I'm saying he because I don't know who this new person's going to be, so I'm still looking forward to that very much, and I just hope that I'm able to have that discussion on uh, on Sunday, but we shall see anyway uh i mean again still just same kind of rough things with like the football and the long passing and the 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 simpler passes that shouldn't be a problem that were it's the same kind of problems we had so i don't need to analyze that again because i feel like i've kind of been doing that anyway so there we go uh so nothing really to talk about in the first half there's two yellow cards um I suppose the only comment I want to make about the, the Van der Beek yellow card. I spoke the other day. It was in the previous game wasn't it? Players like not controlling the ball and causing fouls. That Van der Beek thing was kind of an issue with McTominay. He passes the ball forward. And Van der Beek's got to kind of go for that ball. That's different to. You know you look at the wambasaka red card and the Maguire red card they already had the ball miscontrolled it then caused the foul with this one it was McTominay does a bad pass because he's not very good at passing and then van Beek doesn't have the ball yet he's trying to challenge to go for the ball because the passes that have been made pass that's been made to him isn't good enough so he has to kind of lunge in a little bit so it was an unfortunate thing obviously it didn't lead to too much or, or whatever but I just thought that I'd I'd uh, point that out so because it it wasn't the same thing of Van der Beek miscontrolling the ball and causing a foul. It was just uh, him trying to go for the ball. Um, because you know, if, at the end of the day, if if Van der Beek looks at that and thinks, "Oh, I'm not going to get to the ball. I'm just I'm just going to stand still," then we'd all look at Van der Beek and think, "Why are you standing still when a player's passing to you?" So, it, you know, it's like he's he's got to kind of go for the ball. And unfortunately, it resulted in a foul. But again, nothing bad happened from it. So there we go. Um, I'll talk about Van der Beek a little bit more in the actual player ratings because the next thing I've got written down is him being subbed off. So, but hey, he, he he did look a bit happier by the end of the game. You know, Van der Beek has looked pretty miserable under the time he's played at all under Ollie. Obviously, we're past that now. Um, and I don't want to. I keep saying like we're past that now because I I just don't want to keep referring back to the Ollie era because I've been talking about it for two years and I I want to move on threat from that I'm pretty sure uh, that my audience does here if if you're listening or if you've been listening for a while and I'm just I, I'm ready to to move on from from that as well and the club sort of half have sort of um but uh yeah it was yeah because there was a bit at the end um you know obviously the players were shaking hands and stuff and uh he did go up to Carrick's uh, up to Carrick's hand he went up to Carrick and shook his hand and that, that, that's maybe like the first time I've seen Van Der Beek smile. Um, so that was good at least, you know, there, there were some rumors floating around that if this kind of continues with him not being picked that he'd leave in January, I think that would be a massive, massive loss. So, you know, um, if we can just give him more game time, that would be good for, for, for everybody, I think. So, yeah, but he got subbed off for Bruno. Uh, see, that's where I disagree. I, I think it should have been Bruno on for McTominay. Vanderbeek moved back to where McTominay was, and then Bruno played where Van Der Beek was. Pretty simple. But you know, I don't make I don't make the decisions. So and then a substitution that actually made a, quite a lot of sense. Uh both of these were well timed as well, sixty six minutes, that's pretty much bang on when, Cause I've always said between sixty and seventy minutes, and that's literally in the middle. Well sixty six minutes, but you know, sixty five ish minutes. Good timing for subs, you know, I, I like that as well. So that was good. Uh, Rashford on for Marshall. I thought Rashford did make a good impact when he came on. Almost scored. Um, so that that worked out pretty well. and I, I think Martial was having a, a poor slash quiet game. So I was that. That's a substitution I can certainly get behind. So um, although with the with the Bruno one, I can kind of half get behind it because it's the right player to bring on, but the wrong player in my opinion to bring off as well. So. Yeah, by the way, when I'm saying things like that was the wrong substitution, I'm not speaking as if it's fact um, or like I'm saying, hey, you should you should do this with your team instead. It's not like I'm putting out facts. This is just here's what I'd maybe do in the situation. Here's my opinion of how I think things should have gone. So uh, it's as simple as that. Then they made a couple of subs. I don't really know their players. So I'm not going to talk about that. Then Ronaldo scored 76th, no, 78th minute. Um, Yeah, mistake from uh, the opposition for a change. Uh, When was the last time we saw that happen? Um, Yeah, mistake from them. Uh, You know, they they went to play the ball out from the back. Uh, Kapuwe, I think it was Kapure, lost the ball. Uh, Fred did like a half tackle. He basically put enough pressure on Kapuwe to where he lost the ball. The ball got flung over to Ronaldo. And he was able to chip the goalkeeper right into the bottom corner. Good goal, bit of luck involved, you know, but then again, if Ronaldo misses the chance or doesn't get the ball, then obviously you don't get the goal, so it's one of them goals, I suppose, where it's right place, right time. Ronaldo, I wouldn't really say Ronaldo even anticipated it, he was just kind of in the right place, but, you know, the opportunity was brought upon Ronaldo. And he scored the goal. So what else can he can he do? But um, good work from Fred, I guess. You know, he's if because there's a few stages. There's stages to each goal, isn't there? That scored. I suppose the two stages here is if Fred doesn't put pressure on the, on Kapoe for for the ball, Kapure might not lose the ball, and then we might not score. So if that doesn't happen, so credit to Fred for kind of making, um, doing what he needed to do there. I suppose so. Um and then uh good on Ronaldo for uh scoring the goal good stuff nice and simple good good uh that was good as well then they made a couple of more subs no need to worry about that then Jaden Sancho scored his goal brilliant goal uh very good team move actually if you look at the way we score that goal lots of forward passes lots of passing and moving and it, it this was more of a goal that was sort of pass and move but on the break so it gives us more space so that's kind of the excuse almost, but, you know, a good amount of pass and move, people looking for each other, passing the ball. It's simple football stuff, but when you do it well, you have to be happy about it, I guess. But if we scored goals like that all the time, not every single goal, but much more often than what we do, if we scored goals like that more often, but they weren't all sort of hitting on the break type of goals, I'd be a lot happier. Because then if we're actually playing... Just just really, honestly, like honestly, just more pass and move football. None of this stupid sidewards, backwards, hot potato, thoughtless football. I I, I really, really don't like it when we do that. Um, But yeah, just, just more intricate pass and moving, players looking for each other, looking for space, passing the ball into space where somebody's in. It's really basic football stuff. It's really, really basic stuff. And... You you'd you'd expect, you know, a big club like Manchester United, you'd expect that to be just a normal thing to do. But it's, it's a bit of a rarity. But when you do get a goal that's half that and half hitting on the break, I just appreciated the goal. I thought it was good. Uh, and good good hit from Sancho as well, really good. That's kind of an awkward angle to, to shoot from, in my opinion, and and the way he's sort of positioned as well. Because I, I, I was thinking, like, you could hit this Sancho. Like, you might score from this. You might want to cross the ball in. But you might score. And then he scored. So really, really good. And of course that's Jadon Sancho's first goal for Manchester United. So we're really happy for him. Really, really good. And I think he was really good as well today as well. I was, I was very impressed with Sancho. Um, maybe because he actually played in his correct position. You know, on, on the right side. Which is what we actually signed him for. Because we didn't have a right winger. We brought him in. So he's supposed to play him on the right. So uh, really happy for Sancho. Good goal. Well taken. Um, good little bit of build up play, and uh, I think it was just a nice cherry on the top for um, for uh, what do you call it for for Sancho's game and for the the match itself. It was a good way to finish. And then I I'm sorry, but I laughed at these two substitutions. I just laughed. There's such they, if you're making a substitution when you're winning and you're in the ninety plus minute, I'm just gonna laugh like. <laughs> I mean, um, so Matic came on for Ronaldo because there was, what, four minutes added on? So it says 92 and 93 for these two substitutions. Matic came on with about a minute to go, or just over a minute to go. Matter came on with like twenty seconds. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Uh, see, at that point, I was relaxed. We won the game. Just scored a good goal. I was, I, I was all, all good, all good with everything. I was just ready for the game to end and jump on here to talk about it. Uh, and then we just made these two subs. It's fine. It, it, it doesn't hurt anything, you know. Um, it's not like where Donny used to be subbed on with two minutes to go. It, it, this isn't quite the same thing. Um, I just thought it was funny. I just, you know, I was relaxed. I was happy. I I just thought it was funny. Especially, like, (laughs) Mata comes on the pitch. And it literally says, like, on the clock, 93.45 or whatever. And I was like, Mata's not even going to touch this ball. Um, By the way, does anybody remember Juan Mata? I remember him. He hasn't played a single minute this season. So, which is, that's just funny to me. Because Man United have got this problem... Of keeping players in contracts for too long. Uh, you know, keeping Jones on a contract for some reason. Keeping Lengard on a contract. Keeping Juan Matter on a contract. And I like Juan Matter as a player. I really do. I really, I was really happy when we signed him all those years ago. Because I, I really liked him at Chelsea as well. I've, I've always been a fan of Matter As long as I've known about him as a player. But he should have kind of gone in the summer. Because I just find that funny how... Um, actually—I remember when it got to—it was getting towards the summer of last season, and everyone was like, "Oh, Mata's probably just gonna, just gonna leave in the summer, or or like retire, or just go off to like, uh, you know, I don't know, America or, or or Spain, back to Spain or something like that, you know. Um, he'll just he'll go off to to a league that's a bit calmer and he can just relax in his last years as a player, and then we renew his contract and we we have. We haven't even used him at all, and then he comes on the pitch for ten seconds. It's, it's, it's just funny. Like it's just, why, why are we? I mean, I think he's on like a dollars grand a week or something. Why are you giving somebody a hundred and thirty grand a week to not even play? Um, and this get this isn't to do with like you know the performance and the manager or anything. This is more of like a club issue. But then, even when you look at the Matter situation, and it's like, okay, that's strange how you renewed his contract and you've not used him at all. Because um, it's funny whenever I've heard people say like, oh, here's who I play for the team today. Nobody mentions Matter. It's almost like we've we've all kind of like forgotten about him. Um Maybe the manager and the team did as well. I don't I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. But then it's like, sure, the Mata situation's a bit funny, but Phil Jones is still here. And we've all kind of forgotten about him. I'll tell you you something really funny about Phil Jones, actually, seeing as I'm on the subject. I was reading earlier today, I think it was before I went to work, that um, uh, Jones had travelled to Spain with the team. Do you want to hear the funny part about that? Phil Jones isn't registered to play in the Champions League. So... And was was he on the bench? Um... Nope, he wasn't on the bench. So we bought a player with us. On the plane, we 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 asked him or got him to travel to a different country to a game that he can't play in because he's not registered. I don't know why he's not registered. Uh, yeah, he's he, he's been injured a lot and is like you know not played, but. I don't know why Jones isn't even registered. Like, supposing we get, like, a horror injury to some of our centre-backs and, like, we, we have a, a crisis. That's where somebody like Jones could step in, in in some sort of emergency situation. Um, So you asked a person, a player, to travel to another country with the team to a game that he can't play in because he's not registered to play in the competition that you're going to be in he's registered I think for the premier league because i think he's be- i think he was on the bench for for like one game a-, a few weeks ago or a month ago or so you asked him to travel to a different country for a game that he can't play in um i'm going to assume there was some like you know covid regulations about actually getting him you know like you know on on the plane or you know tra- tra- travel uh restrictions and stuff for a game that he can't play in to not be in the starting 11 or on the bench why 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 would you why would you waste his time like that um i i if somebody can make sense of that um then please help me ...try to make sense of that... ...because that doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever... ...even aside from the whole... ...leaving the country thing... ...which is obviously like another step... ...let's say for Sunday's game right... ...we're going to travel to... I, ...I don't know if we're home or away... ...but let's just say that we're away to Chelsea right... ...you would then ask a player to travel on the coach... ...from Manchester to London to che- Chelsea... ...to not play... ...to not be in... ...like if you had the same scenario... ...I know he's registered for the Premier League... ...but let's just say you got the same scenario a different game, you'd still be kind of wasting his time because you'd still be like, okay, like why have you got him on the why have you got him on the coach if you're not going to use him? Why why have you why have you put him on the plane to Spain if you if you can't use him? Like what? That doesn't make any sense at all. But uh, anyway, I'll 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 get off that subject now. Um, and that that was the end of the game, two nil, uh, through to the knockout rounds of the Champions League. That's what matters, uh, apart from the, uh, the the comedy, um, parts of this. So, yeah um anyways take a quick break do a bit of housekeeping and then we'll get into player ratings see you in a minute hi there and thanks very much for listening today i'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links the first of which is our amazon affiliate link that's where you can shop on amazon we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra so whether you're all right so recently on entertainment talk uh, the most recent podcast I've got uh on here is uh, the United cast obviously for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer getting sacked. I'm only mentioning it because it's in this in this part. Uh not that it's like a forbidden thing that we can't talk about but I th- you know we can all move on from it. So just a, a lengthy kind of podcast talking about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's two years as a Manchester United manager. What went wrong, you know, the fact that the guy is still is still a really nice person, but he was just, you know, not quite suitable for the job. Looking at the things that he did get right and also looking at the things that he got wrong and uh just kind of chatting about that and everything as well. So um yeah, that's uh that's that for the Oligon of time. So you can listen to that if you want to. Um did a review this week as well, a video game review, it's basically a spoiler free one. As for Metroid Dread, which is the newest Nintendo Switch game from the Metroid series, I really, really enjoyed it. Gave it a must-play rating, and you can check out my review for that if you want to. Uh, Of course, we've got the 4-1 Defeat for Watford podcast. You can listen to my thoughts on what is now Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's final game in charge. I did a podcast talking about Battlefield 2042, which doesn't have any spoilers because it doesn't have a story. Apparently, it doesn't have a lot of other things as well, such as a functioning game. Um... It's called Battlefield 2042 is a disaster, and I just want to point out as well there were things I found out about the game yesterday, which was after I posted the episode, that make the game even worse than what I described. So, just take that into a bit of context if you can listen to that episode. But getting into Battlefield 2042, talking about everything that's gone wrong, nothing has really gone right, and the game's even worse than what I discussed on that episode, given what I found out uh, yesterday as well. So, cool. That's Battlefield 2042, but I said that that was going to happen, and I was right. I didn't want to be right, but I was. So, good job, EA. Uh, Walking Dead will be on season two, episode seven, is the newest episode. We'll be covering season two, episode eight tomorrow. Uh, and there's only ten episodes. Um, there's only ten episodes for the series, so we'll be wrapping that up soon as well. Uh, United cast episode talking about Cristiano Ronaldo and how, how he was basically a PR signing. Uh, David sent me some information that he got through an email, not from Manchester United, it was from a, like a survey, social media kind of survey thing, which involves a lot of Manchester United uh, social media data because they do like to uh, talk about the good times on social media with Manchester United. So, talking about YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, those kind of platforms, and how Ronaldo was, for the Glazers in their mind, essentially a PR and a money making signing because of course they they sold loads and loads of shirts with Ronaldo 7 on the back. Uh, Discovering Star Trek if you're wondering where my Star Trek Discovery podcast is from last week uh, well we didn't get the episodes because uh, there was a podcast update that I did the fourth season is not airing on Netflix it's going to be airing next year with Paramount Plus but Paramount Plus has not launched in the UK yet it'll be launching early 2022 they announced that about two or three days before the season was due to air there was a big kerfuffle about it uh rightly so and um talked about all of that um so that's that information uh, by the way if you're trying to catch up with star trek discovery they have also pulled all three see all three of the seasons that have already aired from netflix so well I-, I i would say sorry about that but it's not my fault so yeah uh blame blame paramount for for all of that but um that's your update on star trek discovery gaming talk last week we talked about the Game Awards everything that had been nominated our thoughts on those things and everything there talked about some controversy with uh, Call of Duty Vanguard as well and also talked about uh, Spider-Man is going to be joining the Marvel Avengers game which is on the 30th which is I think next week on Wednesday so there's that Uh, Good Girls did a a finale spoiler talk episode talking about the well the finale for Good Girls the NBC show which was cancelled after four seasons so i discussed the uh, the cancelled ending and how all of that went so you can listen to that if you've seen the show if you're in the uk you can watch that on netflix if you'd like to as well uh did a united cast episode called uh man united missed daniel james just talking about how he fit into the system how he wasn't really used kind of correctly and getting into just different things like that to do with the player as well. I know some of you don't like him. I know some of you don't think he's good enough for the team or wasn't good enough because he's not even in the team anymore, but I thought I'd just give my say on that situation. And that's everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org. You can also find us on po- podcast platforms by searching for Entertainment Talk. I uh, start off with uh you know what? I'll do what I always forget to do which I've just remembered. I'll go straight to my man of the match. 10 out of 10, Jaden Sancho. Brilliant, brilliant performance um struggled a little bit at times with the link up play but i think our whole team basically did so that's not really a uh, a knock against sancho but some really good link up play when it did work um some good he, he had a chance like before he scored as well just uh, unfortunately didn't score that but some really good link up play and it was good to see him do that on the right hand side which is what he was supposed to do this whole time in the team but I saw him you know play with lots of confidence um And just, just had a really, really good performance. I was really happy with Sancho. And a very, very good goal to cap off a very good performance as well. Uh, going back to the start then. David De Gea, I'm going to give him give him a 9 or a 10. Because again, he just made loads of good saves. I'll give him a 10. Why not? A uh, Very good game from David De Gea. Uh, made a couple of important early saves as well uh, in the first half. And just... Uh, boy, he must be really fed up of our defence. <laughs> And you can sort of see it on his face as well, like how frustrated he gets. And he knows it's his job, obviously, to save the shots, but he could use some help from his defence, you know. But he doesn't really get it, so um doesn't really get that help, I guess. But uh, 10 out of 10 for De Gea. Uh, really good performance from him. wan um I thought he was a little bit better actually today than usual. I usually give him like an average 6. I'll bump that up to a 7. Um, I thought he was actually a bit better than usual. A few good interceptions. He's still tucking in a little bit too much on the centre-backs. But again, that could be a coaching issue. Um, actually got forward surprisingly well at certain points. Um, linked up fairly well with Sancho. Because they, they kind of balance each other out in a certain way. Sancho and wan Saka, which is what we were all kind of looking forward to. <clears throat> When he signed, which was Wambasaka's the good good one at the defensive play. Uh, you know, making those last-ditch tackles and everything. And Sancho was going to be the one who was better at going forward. So they kind of can help each other out. And I felt like that did... This is kind of almost the first time that that actually properly happened. Uh, I don't think, like, Wambasaka had an incredible game. I just thought he was better than what he has been recently. Like, somewhat. Um again it could be about that partnership thing that I talked about you know you've got sev- several little partnerships all over the pitch and that right hand side is one that we've struggled with for years uh and I'm not saying that like wan and Sancho are the, are the definite answer I still think that there's better options out there for for a new right back um I don't think the low the low and Sancho would really work to be honest I think that's a bit too attacking uh but we got to figure that out of course so who knows maybe the new manager whoever that's going to be will will figure that out as well so uh yeah but that was good uh, lindelof maguire <sighs> um <laughs> uh um i don't really know i don't really know what to give lindelof maguire uh Do you know what? I'm just going to go over the five. I thought they were fine. Uh, Far from their worst performance. They've definitely performed worse. But. I don't know. They just don't work as a partnership. We've just got to realise that. And just do something about it. Um, It's just. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can sort of do it to where one of them. Could be partnered with somebody else. Who's that's better than them. And they can sort of help them out. Like an Eric Bailey or of Iran. Um but just together they just yeah, I just I I can't I can't talk about it. It's just uh I really I just hope the new manager changes that. For goodness sake. Alright, uh they get a five each, I suppose. I th- I think that's I'm just gonna leave, I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> uh Alex Tellers. Um I tell you something about Tellers in this game. So I looked at how Martial was playing down the left-hand side... And I wasn't wasn't disappointed, but I wasn't impressed with Martial. I've already said that in this episode. Something I'd like to see... I don't think Man United will do this. Something I'd like to see that will be an interesting experiment. Because you've got to try different things, haven't you, with, with with the teams. And Tellez is a relatively new player as well. What about if we put Tellez on the left wing? Because I do like him going forward. I think he's really good at like crossing the ball in... Looking for that link-up play. Um, He's actually a little bit slower than what I thought he was. That could be like a run-of-games issue or a fitness issue. But I actually thought he was supposed to be a little bit faster than what he is. But that could just be me. That could just be me not seeing that correctly. I would like to see if we got rid of Martial. Unfortunately. But I think his time has kind of not really worked. um, At Manchester United. At least within the last like... Eighteen months or so. If we sold Martial, he could go. He could, he could be part of the Newcastle rebuild. You know, he, he's he's French. I am sure he'd get on well with Saint Maximin. That that could be a very good situation for Newcastle. Just saying, um, and not just because they're both French, but obviously they, they'd, that would cause them to have a bit of bit more football chemistry because then they'd literally be on the same page and that kind of stuff. So if we sold Martial, tried Tellers out as a left winger. And then signed a new left back to cover for Luke Shaw, because obviously if we were to if we were to use Teller's regularly as a left winger, you'd only have Luke Shaw. And I'm not saying that Luke Shaw's like bad. You just need more than one player in each position. Um, either that, or I mean, Brandon, Brandon Williams is supposed to sort of be a be a right back, but um, that's not worked out. And obviously he's on loan at um, Norwich, I think. I know that Twan is at Villa. On loan, I think. I think William Williams is at Norwich or something, but he's supposed to be supposed to have been converted into a right back. So I I, I don't know. I don't know about that. But yeah, if we if we signed a new left back, moved Tellers up the pitch, got rid of Martial, um, because I also think Tellers is a bit of a better player than Martial at certain points. And then we signed a new left back to cover, and then maybe you can. Then you can maybe rotate like Rashford and Tellers. I suppose that's something that we could do. I mean I would still have loved to have Dan James, but obviously we've gone well past that now. So you know, you can you can forget that happening. Um, maybe that's something that you could do. So uh Tellez, um I'll give him an eight. I think he was really good. Yeah. He could could do with a bit more of a run of games. Maybe he'll get that now because Shaw's injured. Not sure how I'm not sure how long Shaw's injury uh, is gonna last for. But um yeah, give him give him a run of games. What what could go wrong? I suppose. Uh, Fred McTominay... uh, Fred McTominay... um, I think I need to stop doing paired ratings. But sometimes pairs are as bad as each other. McTominay, I'll give him... A three. I did think he was our worst player today. Yes, I do think somebody that, that was worse than Lindelof. Which is new. Um... It's just, just, I just don't understand, I don't don't know if it's a coaching issue or or what it is. McTominay always just seems to be afraid to go forward. Because literally every time he gets the ball, he passes it to Fred who's next to him. Or he passes it backwards to one of the centre-backs. And it's like, how, how can you progress if one of your midfielders, who's in a really important position of the pitch, is consistently doing that? So I'm going to give him a 3. Uh, Fred I thought was slightly better. I'll give him a 4. Uh, and I'm giving him that 4 as well. Because he did put that bit of pressure on Capoue for the goal. That Ronaldo scored. So yeah that's fine. That was fine. Sancho I've already talked about giving him a 10. Van der Beek I'm going to give him an 8. I do think he was let down by his midfield behind him. Did have some good link up play. Got caught on the ball a couple of times. But um, it was just good to see him start. And I do think he did some good things. Out on the pitch as well. So that's Van der Beek. Um Martial, I'm gonna give him uh do I give him a three or a four? Uh I'll give him of of a, 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 a four. I think I'll go with a four. I just uh I don't know, I think it's time for him to move on. So just uh, just it just doesn't it just isn't quite working out for Martial, I don't think. He scored that goal against Everton and you know maybe he should maybe he needed a run of games after that but he didn't get them so uh, then ronaldo i don't actually think ronaldo had a very good game but he did score a goal so uh i'll give him an average 6 i think i'll go with that so yeah all right moving on to the substitutions uh bruno fernandes was very good when he came on i'll give him an 8 uh, did some really good work with the link up play as well uh and he obviously put a bit of a spark into the team so he did very well. Uh Mata came on for 10 seconds so I can't give him a score. Matic also came on for a little bit longer, as a minute. I can't give him a score. And Rashford was cuz let's be honest, did 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 Matic or Matter actually touch the football? I don't think they did. So I I can't give them any score cuz cause Maticch cause came on for 10 seconds. Uh Rashford was uh pretty good when he came on. Um, I'll give him a seven as well. I thought he was good. Could have maybe scored, but um, I thought he was all right as well. And that is that for this episode. Bit of a new era. We're in a bit of limbo in terms of who's in charge and what what's going on. But the point, the important point is that with the important point is that we're through to the uh, next part of the Champions League, the knockout stages, and that's good because I also do my pet streams on Thursdays. And I didn't want Europe League football. Both because I don't want us to be in Europe League. And because it clears up my Thursdays. So that's good as well. Uh, Although we're playing Arsenal. um, I think next Thursday. So. Cool. Never mind. Uh, Anyway. um, I'm sure it will be fine. Uh, Anyway. um, That's everything. Uh, Let me know what you thought of this game. What do you think of Carrick's first and potentially only game? Who do you think should be in charge? What do you think of the team in the very early post-Oli era? Um, what do you think of my comments on Martial? Would you think of my comments on the midfield? And what do you think of Sanchez's performance? Good that he got his first goal and everything like that as well. Um, I suppose there'll be a Champions League draw at some point, won't there? It won't be yet actually because there's still one more game to actually be played. So we will see how that goes. Because um, we'll see. I guess we'll see if we can finish top of the group. Because uh, I haven't actually checked the... I haven't actually checked the table itself. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, anyway, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. Sorry, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. Twitter e does contact page. And information in your show notes. So let me know what you think. Uh, two simpler ways to email, uh, email us. Uh, If you're looking on the website version of this podcast You can scroll down a little little bit There will be a big email box You can put your email and your message in there Press send, that will get sent to me as well You can also click on or copy and paste The email name itself And you can message us that way So let us know what you think of uh, everything that I mentioned Or if you just want to get in contact with Entertainment Talk as well In the meantime you can find everything else that we do On entertainmenttalk.org TV, video games, films And Manchester United Podcast So take a look at all those things as well, of course the Sunday game against Chelsea. Uh Gaming Talk podcast later today. Um Walking Dead podcast tomorrow and then probably some other episodes here and there for for other things as well. So take a look at all of that. Uh, so ent- entertainmenttalk.org and entertainment talk on your favorite podcast platform. So check all that out. If you want to support the podcast and Entertainment Talk, you can also of course listen to the uh different episodes that we've done that you can find in the two places that i've just mentioned so check those out as well uh you can also use word of mouth and social media just let other people know about our content word of mouth just tell them uh social media if you want to share the episodes around on social media whatever you'd like to use so use those as well um, so check all that out if you want your TV and your film news David's got you covered over on GeekTown.co.uk and GeekTown Radio I'm just looking at my notifications GeekTown Radio episode came out 10 minutes ago for this week so go and have a look out for that one that's for your TV and your film news uh, so check that one out as well uh, for all those things um, Bex is streaming daily pretty much over on Twitch Trista Bytes Trista B-Y-T-E-S go and give her a follow over there for all of her very good streams you can also follow me on Twitch as well e excuse me for all my different video game streams uh, as I alluded to a minute ago Thursday night 11.45pm Pez coach mode see what I would do with the Manchester United team I've just signed Bernardo Silva so very exciting stuff and I've also got um who else did I buy brought a couple of right backs as well and also brought um A few defenders. So uh, I'm uh, testing those players out. And uh, yeah. Doing some good stuff over there. Uh, The first two episodes are available on YouTube. If you go to our YouTube channel. Entertainment Talk Plays. You can find the first two episodes. For the coach mode. And then you can catch them live on Thursdays. 11.45pm GMT. Uh, So that's for the time zone. And if you miss them. You can find those and the other streams later. On YouTube. Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you for Sunday's game. Against Chelsea. Which is probably going to be more difficult. But uh, who knows. We might have a new manager. I don't know. We'll find out. I'll see you next time. Cheers and goodbye.